Hi, John Kuzma from EndzoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to talk a little bit about Martavis Bryant uh, today. We're also going to talk about Corey Coleman and uh, the Browns' latest trade. So let's start with uh, Martavis Start with Martavis Bryant. You know, the Oakland Raiders traded a third-round tra- draft pick for Martavis Bryant, and... That wasn't a very smart decision. I don't know how John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie, two guys who are actually brilliant football minds, um, didn't weigh all the risks when it comes with uh, or when it comes to Martavis Bryant. This guy, he's had trouble his whole entire career. He's got a poor track record. Always suspended for the substance abuse uh, problems that he's had. Um, not only that, he calls out his teammate Juju Smith-Schuster during his time in Pittsburgh. Just a lot of uh, negative energy surrounding Martavis Bryant. Yeah, he's an explosive player, uh, very good at working the vertical passing game and just outrunning defenders. But um, there's some serious uh, problems with his approach to the game and his mindset and just to give up a third round draft pick for Martavis Bryant I had to believe that the Steelers were like they couldn't even believe that this deal happened I think they said yes they didn't even think about it they were just like yes in a heartbeat and uh felt like they just uh took the Raiders to the cleaners and now John Gruden's calling out Martavis Bryant, saying that Bryant needs to step it up uh, in practice. There's other receivers in camp that are threatening uh, to take his position, and they're already cutting into his reps. So Martavis Bryant is fading fast. And when you paid a third-round pick for this guy, and that takes away an asset from your future, uh, that's just not very good, especially when you have a new leader like John Gruden who's starting a, a new regime uh, with the Raiders. The last thing you want is uh move early on to tarnish your uh, <laughs> your reputation. Sorry about that. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but... I definitely know that John Gruden is a hands-on guy. There's no way this deal happened without him whispering uh, uh, in Reggie McKenzie's ear a little bit that uh, he wanted it to happen. I know Gruden uh, wouldn't let this deal go down if he didn't sign off. I just, I just don't know what the Raiders were thinking. Um, they have. You know, Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson, who are the top two guys, but they really want that third option who can be someone who can be a contributor in that number three uh, receiver role. It looks like they're going to have to look at someone uh, else on the roster, maybe a guy like Ryan Switzer, uh, who they just got from the Cowboys. And if Switzer offers. Um, the Raiders, uh, good route running and a sure pair of hands. You have to believe Gruden will go with him. He puts such a emphasis on route running. Um, and he's, he, uh, the coach, the new Raiders coach Gruden said, uh, Bryant hasn't really done a good job with the playbook. He hasn't been consistent enough in practice. Um, the one grab I did see him make on a, a deep ball, he kind of, 
the ball hit his like wrist and then luckily bounced into his chest and he trapped it. Yeah, he made the catch, but right away I noticed um, that wasn't the smoothest execution as far as uh, catching the ball with his hands and hauling it in and um, you know just cut the type of plays that you'd see a guy like Odell Beckham make. Obviously, we know they're not the same caliber of player. Martavis Bryant's a number three, Odell Beckham's a number one. But you look for uh, similar traits as some of the best players in the league when you're looking at uh, a player that you hope can um, come in and emerge in your system, kind of like what the Raiders uh, did when they took a risk on Martavis Bryant. And it just, for whatever reason, it's not working out. It's not transitioning as smoothly as Oakland had hoped. And now uh, he's in danger of getting buried down the depth chart and maybe losing reps to one of the other guys on the roster. Um, I think, to me, it's all about consistency. Uh, If one of those other players uh, shows you more and and provides more at the moment, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe uh, Martavis Bryant can turn things around and get things back on track a little bit and uh, kind of turn the bad momentum around. But right now, the early indications are things aren't going too well. And uh, I would really like to know why John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie made this move. It's just It was just too risky of a move. And not to mention, if Martavis Bryant gets suspended again, he's going to miss a whole entire year of action. So they should have knew that he had that... Uh, big suspension lingering over over him if he has any setbacks and with all the trouble he's had as far as substance abuse goes too risky a move too high of a price and now the Raiders have no one to blame but themselves yeah the fans can be frustrated with Martavis Bryant but Gruden and McKenzie are the the two geniuses that uh thought this deal would be a good one and we know now that doesn't seem to be the case The next topic up, we have uh, Corey Coleman gets traded by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The Cleveland Browns ship Corey Coleman to the Buffalo Bills. We don't know exactly what Cleveland is going to get back. We know it's some undisclosed draft picks or maybe just one draft pick. Um, But I don't know why Cleveland made this move. Um, They had a chance to have one of the best set of receivers in the National Football League with Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, and Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman actually showed some serious glimpses in the past. He just had uh, trouble as far as injuries go. He broke his hand, I think, a couple of times. And... But there was a point, you know, early on where he was really lighting it up and he showed a lot of promise. But uh, for whatever reason... Cleveland decided to part ways with him. I would have really liked Corey Coleman in that number three spot for Cleveland. Uh, I just, something tells me that they have another trick up their sleeve. I don't think Cleveland would just deal Corey Coleman unless they had something else going on. And it leads me to believe that Des Bryant is going to sign with the Cleveland Browns. Um, You got to think about Cleveland's situation. They've won one game over the past two years. Uh, they need to win now more than anyone. They know that. They know their fan base needs um, something to be optimistic about. And I don't think when they had a serious shot to put together a winning season with those three wide receivers and the rest of the additions they made, Tyrod Taylor, 
Carlos Hyde, you know, Nick Chubb, um, even Baker Mayfield, the backup quarterback. Uh, I just, I think they had such a good thing going with all those guys that if they traded Corey Coleman, which we know now they did, um, they have some other plan or some other guy they're going to bring in. All signs point to that being Des Bryant. And, you know, now you're looking at uh, Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, and Des Bryant. If Bryant does indeed sign, that's going to be just a lethal group of pass catchers. Hugh Jackson's going to have a real chance to turn things around in Cleveland and prove uh, that his offensive executes are uh, good enough to put together uh, a team that can be competitive. You know, obviously they were so depleted of talent um, that he really didn't get a chance. Now some of those young guys that they drafted are, you know, one or two years in and they're starting to get their feet wet a little bit. So, I definitely think Cleveland is trending upward. I think the worst days are in their rearview mirror. That was a horrible stretch, the worst stretch of football uh, we've ever seen in professional football. So I think everybody's determined to turn the page. Things are going to be much better just because the roster has way more playmakers on it. And like I said, Corey McCollman goes to the Buffalo Bills. There he'll join Calvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, and obviously Coleman will be the other receiver. So they have their own little set of receivers now. I think that's big for Buffalo considering that they, I think they only scored like three points in their uh, playoff game against Jacksonville last year. So offensively, they had a lot of work uh, to um, accomplish before they really became a team that's uh, competitive on that side of the ball. Corey Coleman definitely helps them uh, make some strides. Um, remember, Buffalo went to the playoffs last year for the first time in like 17 years, so now we know they're going to be a little bit better offensively. Obviously, that's a good sign. And if Josh Allen can mature quickly, um, he's going to have some weapons at his disposal to really uh, execute Sean McDermott's game plan. So things are improving in Buffalo. If Des Bryant does end up signing with Cleveland, which, like I said, it really does look like that's going to happen. Uh, the Browns are going to be much better too. Um, so it could end up being a win-win situation for everybody. And uh, Cleveland, you know, if they don't sign Des Bryant, though, I'm going to be a little upset because they, even though they're going to get some draft picks, they'll be a worse football team this year without Corey Coleman. So really... If they don't sign Des Bryant, this was a dumb move. But if they do send, sign Des Bryant, obviously they'll be better. It all comes down to whether or not they get the free agent um, and former Cowboy to ink that contract and become a part of the Browns organization. I'm John Kuzma. That's all I have today. I appreciate it. Check out EnzoBlog.com. Also check out our Twitter at NFL. I appreciate it. Have a great day.